see me? Am I on screen? Is everything You're on out? screen, brother, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, how man. is it going? What's up, my brother? How you feeling, man? Uh, I am very excited for this. I won't lie. I've been uh, a fan of yours for a long time, and we play a lot of your clips on our show, so this is, uh, this is pretty amazing. You guys got bad taste, but that's okay. We'll work through it, man. That's all right. Um, I guess one of the first things I should say is, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself and uh, do a, a plug of both uh, your channels, where people can find you, just so everyone instantly goes and subscribes if they haven't already? Yeah, we can do that, man. Um, I saw a tweet you sent out. I want to. I, I liked it, but let me retweet it. Okay. <clears throat> let me do that real quick, brother. And um, I have, you know, I live stream on Twitch, but I don't stream for Twitch, which I think I need to do. Um, you mean like Switch? Well, you know what I mean. Um, I may do a restream to Twitch, but I don't stream to Twitch. Like, I'm yeah. not focused on the comments. You know, you got to kind of be involved. <laughs> yeah, you really do. So, yeah, brother. I realize that. So, uh, but I'm going to retweet this now. And to everyone watching, how are the audio levels? Are they okay? I know that uh, I probably Oh, we're live now? Up. I didn't know we were live, brother. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should have said something. Yeah, we, we're, we're live. <laughs> but don't, don't worry. It's, it, it works out. You didn't say anything wrong. <laughs> nothing, nothing too bad, right? Okay, cool. I'm up here looking all rude, man. I'm trying to find your tweet, brother. And that's bad. But I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely send it out. Anyway. Um, hey, everybody. How you doing? My name is Tim Black. Lance already introduced me. I didn't mean to be rude. I didn't realize we were live. He didn't count me off. So I'm like sitting here like, you know, on my phone. It's all good, though, because he's spontaneous. He's a wild <laughs> and crazy guy. And he's, he's, he's got the right type of politics. I've been doing this for a while. Too long, really. Um, I lost all my hair out of frustration trying to get these political parties to act right. Um, I often call out other commentators and I call out the left and the right equally. I hate both of them because neither one of them are doing what we need them to do to, uh, to, to, you know, to uplift black people, to get us out of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom in America and also to save our planet and also to help poor white people as well. We all need a fair shake. So that's what I'm on. I make no apologies and that's it. Can I ask uh, how real you Tim Black, real okay. Tim Black on Facebook and Twitter, Tim Black Show. I have pause with Tim Black as a podcast. I do that Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at eight. And I got the Tim Black Show at eleven PM on Tuesdays and Fridays that has phone calls. That's it. Awesome. Could, could I start by asking how did you get into doing politics, especially like politics on the internet? Because you yeah, know brother. it's not it's not exactly something that's a, a a fun and friendly scene, let me just say. Yeah, brother. Well, I used to just do, like, cultural stuff. I would do, like, regular news stuff that happens to black people. I used to do that. And uh, if a story happened and I thought it was interesting, we'd talk about it. And then uh, then it kind of branched off to more mainstream stuff and black stuff. But my viewers, my viewers were like, Tim, man, you got to start paying attention to this guy, Bernie Sanders. And I was like, who? They said, yeah, it's this Jewish guy from New York (laughs) who's – who knows, you know, who talks about all the stuff you talk about, like healthcare and jobs and ending wars and stuff. And I was like, man, I don't trust politicians. But after I started looking into Bernie back in 2015, I realized he'd been doing it for a long, 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 long time. And he was the same guy the whole time. So he wasn't perfect, but he seemed more trustworthy than all the other politicians that I met, including Obama. So um, I decided that I would start covering politics more often. 
What is it that really drew you to Bernie Sanders specifically? It was just regular policies, man. It was like he was talking about jobs. He was talking about health care. My parents are getting older. Uh, since then, my dad has passed away. My mom is still with us, and um, you know she's in her early 70s. Um, so that's always a concern. I have kids. Uh, so he was just talking about bread and butter issues that mattered to me. So that's what got me interested. Just It just seemed real. Did um, did your audience take well to that when you started talking about Bernie Sanders and that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, the people that wanted me to talk about it loved it, but the people that did not did not like politics, they hated it. In fact, like I was doing really well, Lance. Like I I went on the Doctor Phil show. I don't know if you know Doctor Phil. Oh, I know Doctor Phil. That's wild. Yeah. Come on, Tim. Come on, that, that dog <laughs> don't hunt. Come on, Tim. You're talking about politics. You know, and uh, so I, I was excited, man. I had just done that like a year earlier, and um, I was looking at all these top possibilities. I didn't realize that politics would take you down because <laughs> mm-hmm. people get divided, right? I didn't look at it that way. I'm like, hey, this guy wants to give us health care. Everybody should be for it. They were like, ah, screw him. You know, <laughs> screw politics, and politics sucks. So, um yeah, I want the other way. People think I got into politics to blow up. Actually, I think I hurt my it hurt my business um, from a um, from a viewership standpoint, and it, it cut off certain avenues. So uh, Lance is not raking and swimming in money because he talks about shit that matters. Politics <laughs> is not. If he wants to be, if he wants, he should do Joe Rogan. He should talk about frivolous <laughs> shit and conspiracy theories. Right, right. They don't get this conspiracy theories and. Um, just uh, hyperbole. That's what he should do. He should do this nonsensical, uh, sensational nonsense pays money. Shock jock stuff. Not not shootings and uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. That doesn't pay money. No. Well, uh, not I was, about that oh, well, I was going to say there's like there's not a day that goes by where like I, I don't mention how like how easy it would be to grift. You know how easy it would be to just like switch on over. I was like, yeah, I can I can talk about ivermectin and then taking horse paste and other stuff like that. Like it's, it sounds easy. You don't have to do any research. You just get on here and start talking. You know, at the end of the day. Absolutely, man. It's an easy hustle, and it's it's uh every day it's a new new story. You can find some new stuff. Go to the Daily Mail or some other rag like the New York Post. Mm-hmm. Or even CNN and find a story that gets people pissed off and talk about it for an hour and make or, lots of money. Or use Andy No Tweets because that's what Tim Pool does. He just like pulls up <laughs> Andy No's tweets. Um, yeah, yeah, that's easy. Yeah. So you you got into Bernie Sanders' campaign. Did that lead you into uh, also talking about other progressive politicians uh, like members of the squad and stuff like that? Well, you know what, man. Um, it did, but it it took the I took the long route. See. I didn't know what a progressive was. I had no idea of all this, all these little groups. I just knew it was Republicans and Democrats. I didn't, I, I didn't think about it, conservatives or uh, progressives or liberals and neoliberals. Like all this stuff was foreign to me. All I knew is poor people get the shaft, black people get the shaft, and we need people that's going to work for us. That's all I cared about. It. My motto was Lance: uh, black people need black people need something for their vote. My job was for them to stop electing Democrats without getting anything for it. Like, that seems stupid to me. Like, we, what, people vote for a reason. It's like you go to the store to buy food. We go to the store and come back with a box of crayons. 
Like we go to the grocery store for crayons? No. We go to the grocery store, which is our elections, to bring shit back for our families. And that's how people should look at it. And I, and I looked at it like all communities uh, want something for their vote. That's why they invest in politicians. That's why they donate to politicians. It's not a it's not a, a philanthropy. It's like we're not it's not charity to give to a political campaign. It's like this guy speaking my language, he's speaking for me, he or she, and I want them to be able to do that because they're fighting for me. And that's that's how our system is set up. So uh, that was my only principle, brother, that and uh, you had to want to get money out of politics. How do you feel that the Democratic Party has been failing uh, black Americans? And I'm sure there's like, you know, numerous ways they've been failing other groups as well. But you specifically mentioned that. So I figured that would be a good yeah. starting point. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely, man. Like, I'm, I pride myself in my point of view because it's a very, I'm, I'm very serious about it, make no bones about it. My job is to fight for black people in this space. I looked up one day, I realized I was the, the wildest, the, the, the most viewed black leftist on the internet in the country, right? So, it, you know, I said, well, if you got a platform and you're that guy, and and look and look, man, I'm not that big. I'm I was 150 until I went after Jimmy Dore. Now I'm 140. No right? way, that shaved off 10,000. Yeah, 10,000, man. Holy yeah. shit! Well, he, he told me when I went after him that I was done. He said it on Twitter. <laughs> I'm ending done. you. <laughs> exactly, like you know, fatality. You know, and and he meant that shit, and it worked for uh, it worked for a while, but um. Okay, so black people are, we are 13% of the population, and we make up 15% of the homeless population. That's one problem. Um, we are 13% of the population. We've been here for 400 years, and we only own 2% of the land. Land is money. Uh, coincidentally, we're 13% of the population. We own, only own 2% of the wealth. This is this is a problem. Um 2% of black teachers, uh, black males are teachers. Only 2% of male teachers are black men. Um, only 2% of black lawyers, women, black women lawyers. We watch a lot of TV and you see a black person or a black man or a black woman playing a lawyer. Well, that's pretty rare, okay? Do, TV lies. Like <laughs> most black people are either struggling or doing okay, but most of us are struggling. 40% um, of our children grow up beneath the poverty line. People say, where's all the crime? I say, well, anywhere in the world you go where there are poor people, you'll find crime. It's yeah. it's economics. People got to eat. Um, when people get a charge, they don't get food stamps. When you get a charge, once you get once you get convicted of a crime, you don't get food stamps, you don't get housing. People don't even understand this stuff. They don't know. They have no idea. So once you convict somebody of a petty-ass crime, like getting caught with some weed, um, then when they can't find a job because they have a record, there's nothing left. Like, unless they can start their own business, and if you have no wealth uh, because your parents won't give, you won't give them business loans because you don't qualify for a job, you sure as hell don't qualify for business loans. So I could go on and on, but just know that when I say I champion for black people, it's not because I think black people are superior. It's because we're at the bottom of the bottom, and I tell people all the time. If you think you're progressive but you don't support black folks getting off the bottom, if you don't support reparations— I don't think you're progressive because I support indigenous people and I'm not indigenous, right? I just think that they got a raw deal and I don't take it personal uh, that I'm fighting for them. I don't say, well, I, you know, I'm a bad person or, you know, I, I don't look at it personally. We're talking about the government, the U.S. government. Can you cuss on this? I don't know if you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Say, say whatever the fuck you want. 
There you go. The U.S. government fucked black people over. And they did it forever. And they're still doing it. And that's not you, Lance. And I know you're in Canada. But that's not white people. The average white guy doesn't run our government. <laughs> the average white woman doesn't run our government. So when I talk about racism, usually I'm talking about systemic racism. Like the fact, Lance, uh, that we had this thing called the New Deal. And everyone's talking about the New Deal with, with Joe Biden, right? He's like the FDR, New Deal. Well, yeah. first of all, he's not. But black people didn't get the New Deal. Only white people did. They had like red tape in the Red Deal that excluded uh, farm workers and domestics. And since white people didn't want to hire black people to do much, except be maids, butlers, and work as sharecroppers, we didn't get the New Deal. See, most people don't know that. We also didn't get the GI Bill. So the GI Bill, we went to war before the Second World War. This was because America realized they wanted to make a middle class. And that middle class did not include black people. So a lot of people don't know the history of all the shit. They just know slavery. And they go, wow, man, that was a long time ago, man. But they don't realize that a lot of the stuff I talk about happened after slavery. And that's why I advocate for black folks. I'm proud of doing it. I need more allies. And I'm going to continue to do it. I mean, just so we're clear, the Canadian government fucks over uh, black people and indigenous people as well. It's uh, it's it's not it's not better over here either. Um, wow. So you started doing uh, broadcasting, you got involved, and you switched to politics, and things obviously became a little bit difficult because just online politics is super super polarizing. Everyone's really mad at each other all the time. Um, how did you decide to focus your show into the show that it is now? Because like you have a lot of trademark segments that I'm really fond of, like, you know, cut the check and stuff like that. Like what actually made that or developed that? Adversity, brother. Um, mm. Cut the check was, that's my new show called, <clears throat> excuse me, pause with Tim black and brother. Really? I only started doing that show and it's actually doing better than my Tim black show that I've been doing for years. Maybe because it's fresh and new. Sometimes it helps to create some new shit. But once I went through the drama with Jimmy Dore, and it wasn't just Jimmy. I went after Jimmy and Kyle and uh, Crystal Ball. And, uh, do, you, do you mind talking about that? Like, could, could, sure, could man. You I don't a, give a shit. Okay. I was like, could, could yeah, you give yeah. a background for anyone who's watching who doesn't know? Like, what's your, what's your drama with Jimmy Dore? Okay. So Jimmy Dore, Jimmy Dore and I used to be cool. In fact, if you look up videos, you'll find videos where I defended Jimmy because Jimmy wasn't the Jimmy he is today. Once upon a time, he was sane, right? Like, <laughs> he, you know, he was a guy who couldn't stand police, uh, and he went to end wars, and he didn't like Democrats, sell out Democrats. And I was cool with that, because that's the same way I felt. But over time, man, he just became this guy that was just, uh, he just attacked all Democrats all the time, every day. And I started noting, noticing that his audience was, like, totally going to the right, right? So... At first, it started off with, like, casual disagreements, you know, like little small things. But then it grew, and, and, and he's the type of person who doesn't want you to disagree with him about anything. It's like an egomaniac, man. Like, if you disagree with anything, you are now a sellout. You are now a corporate tool. You are a neoliberal. You are a bootlicker and a bunch of other expletives and shit like that. So that's kind of how it started, man. I mean, me and Jimmy, I've done comedy shows with Jimmy, like, oh, wow. in the real world. Like, like I know his, I know his wife, Steph. They met my wife. Like, Jimmy, Jimmy used to be cool. We used to be cool. Real, real so y'all were friends, cool. like real friends. Yeah, real friends. Like, I, like when he was beefing with Sam Cedar, um, I had his back. It was, you know, we were cool. But as time went on, brother, 
things changed. And from that, from that battle with me saying, hey, he went after AOC in a way that I felt was over the top and unnecessary. And I felt like and he was obsessive. only doing it for the Yeah, he was doing it for the Tucker Carlson people. Like and and the whole going on Fox News and never challenging Tucker. It just seemed like bullshit. Okay. But it just led me to say things about him. <laughs> it led me to call him out and be like, look, Jimmy, stop. Now, I try to talk to him through back channels. That shit did not work because he was not having it. He was not interested in having a dialogue about it. He uh, shitted on me on Twitter in a long thread. His All his people came out to me. And that's when I decided, man, fuck the left. <laughs> Yeah, Lance, I said fuck the left, man, because the left done left. We didn't have a movement anymore, you know. I'm in Ohio. I'm trying to get Nina Turner elected. And I thought we all liked Nina. Like, we liked her in 2016, and we liked her in 2020. But all of a sudden, in 2021, she became the devil. Mm -hmm. I don't know what she did exactly, but evidently something she did made her the devil. And then I realized, oh, man, it must be that, that Fox News appearance money. It must be it must be the new followers, the new Boogaloo Boys. He started bringing on the Boogaloo Boys, and he started uh, bringing on the, the Clan Whisperer. This this you know talking to this guy. He went on the Joe Rogan show a couple times. He became another person, a different person. So um, from all of the fallout, brother, um, and, and like I said, it wasn't just Jimmy. Everyone's their own person. Me and uh, B- me and Brianna Joy Gray, who who was cool with me, but. Her politics never supported black poor poor black people. My thing is, if you don't if you don't back up and support black people in America, black American descendants of slaves, if you don't support us, because there are black people that came to came to America yesterday. Those people are not from America. Their parents were not slaves. Their parents didn't grow up doing Jim Crow in America. It, my mom had to sit at the back of the bus. My dad could only get certain jobs. My dad can I get the get the business small business only wanted when I was a kid? Like these are things that happen, okay? So if you came to America last month or last year or the last ten years, America's a different America. Now you can live anywhere you want. It's against the law to discriminate. We're talking about pre nineteen sixty five when my parents grew up. Because I'm kind of old, so um, I wasn't alive then, but I was told the stories. So anyone who doesn't have that type of politics is fair game for me. And don't get me wrong, I don't just say you're my enemy. I try to com- I try to convert you. But if you are progressive and you worked on the Bernie Sanders campaign, and I got to tell you reparations matters and the Jimmy Dore is a piece of shit and you don't believe me, and, and I go meet you, I see you in Ohio, and you're basically making a joke out of Nina Turner's campaign. You're, you're streaming for the Hill, which is owned by a friend of Donald Trump's. That's the that's who owns the Hill TV. Um, well, I got a problem with that, and I just it just came to a head, Lance. One day I blew up. I said I'm calling everybody out. I went down the list. I went after Kyle. I went after Crystal. I went after Brianna Joy. I went after Jimmy Dore. Uh, I threw in Nick Bronner because Nick Bronner is starting some bullshit party called Movement for People's. At the time, it was Movement for People's Party. He didn't have a black agenda. I'm like, how the fuck can you not have a black agenda, dude? If you could start a party and it could be full of whatever you want, why leave black people out? Like, why why not have reparations be a part of your platform? You don't think America owes us? I mean, we pay the Jews, we pay the indigenous people, they got their own land, they don't pay taxes. 
They got casinos. What did we get? We got a raw deal. We didn't get the new deal, the fair deal. We got a raw deal or the GI Bill. And you don't want to support us getting something from the government? They got into the whole, you know, it seemed like everybody's playing politics. A commentator's job is not to play politics. It's not my job to try to strategize what's going to help the Democrats win. My job is to fight for justice. My job is not to help you grow your followers. <laughs> if your followers grow, great. But that's not what I think we should be in it for. So I know I've been talking for a long time, but let's just say, brother, and, and I, you know, if you ask specific questions, I'll answer them. But I oh, no, this, really is, this dis- is like a really interesting story. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here yeah. for it. Well, I became really disappointed, man, that the people that I considered, that I knew personally, remember, I went on the Bernie Sanders uh, podcast with Brianna Joy. I met Brianna Joy several times in person. She'd been on my show. I'd been on her show, okay? These are people I fucking knew who turned their back on me, on me because I'm advocating for black people. I don't know what else it could be. What did I do to them except fight for reparations? I didn't, I didn't do anything to these people. I don't owe them money. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't wreck their cars. I just disagree with them politically. And uh, so it is what it is, man. At the end of the day, if you don't fight for us, I'm not fighting for you. You're not going to get the black vote anymore, Democrats or Republicans, unless we get something out of it. And I think that's simple. I think that's fair. Black people have to stop being captive, held captive by the Democrats. And if you're gonna if you're gonna play the political game, get something out of it for your people. Get something out of it for your kids. This ain't even for me, Lance. Shit, man. If reparations happens, it'll probably be when I'm long gone. But my thing is, I want my legacy to say I fought for it. I fought for what my ancestors would want me to fight for. How can you give? Do you realize? Do you realize America gave out? 160 acres to 1.5 million white families. And they didn't give us shit. They were supposed to give us 40 acres and a mule. They reneged on giving us that after we fought in their civil war for our freedom. They, instead, they give the white, they, the only people that got paid were white slave owners. Those are the ones who got paid. We got released into the world as free people with no land, no money, no Social Security, no EBT card, no unemployment benefits, <laughs> no place to live. We died of exposure and, uh, and starvation. And I'm saying America owes me and my people because it's not just me, right? I, I know I wasn't alive then, but every person all of us hope to have children, and our hope is to pass on to our children from what we've done. Your, jo- your job, Lance, if you have kids, will be to give them a good start in life, and hopefully they'll take your house at one point, or you'll help them get a house, and then they help their kids, and we're all continuations of one another. So I know it wasn't me, but it was my ancestors. And the reason why my life is hard, and the reason why my children's lives are, hard, lives are harder is because we did not get a start. See, I have this, I have this theory. White people in America, they may, be, they may be poor, and I get that, man. Some white people in America are struggling like hell, and I sympathize with that. And I'm tired of our government, um, our government misusing people. I'm tired of Republicans lying to poor conservatives who love their Bible and love their kids just as much as anybody else. But the thing is, this is the truth. 
If you're hell, if you're white in America and you're poor, it's not because you're white. It's because you're poor. Now that's different. Black people, we're fucked over because we're black. That's what it is, and that's America. And I, and I, and someone, if the left won't say that, if the left is afraid to tell people, we're gonna we're gonna support black people getting off the bottom. Right now in America, we owe ten percent of the average black family is worth ten percent, Lance, of the average white family in America. Ten percent, brother, and it's not because we all like gambling. It's not because we all throw our money away on nice car rims. It's because we don't have any fucking money. It's because America made it so we couldn't start businesses. It made it because we couldn't buy homes. Black Americans, just move it up to 2008, and then I'm going to stop. 2008, Obama bailed out the banks. You know who he didn't know who he did not bail out? Black people who lost half their wealth during the recession. Half of our wealth during the recession. There was no bailout for us. So, we get, whenever, there, so whenever white people got a cold, we get pneumonia. That's how it works. And anything bad for white people, we get it 10 times as bad. And it's because America has systemic racism. It's not white people's fault that are walking around being good people. It's not your fault. It's the government. It's policy. I'm not talking about a pissed off old white lady in front of Walmart using the word nigga. I'm talking about a government that gives us twice the amount of time that they give a white guy for the same crime. I'm talking about, a, I'm talking about employers who won't hire me if my name sounds black. More likely to not hire me compared to a white person with the same credentials. We're talking about black women who go get all these degrees, brother, and then don't get paid the same as white women. Like, this, this is what it is. We're talking about black women dying on the delivery table three times more often than white women. And no one's talking about it. And the people that are talking about it, are so. Are, some of them are really radical. And they have somehow America has made it seem like those people are evil. Those black people are radical, they're crazy. And I looked around last and I realized, well, I have a little bit of credibility, you know? I interviewed Marianne Williamson and Dr. Cornell West. I've uh, I've went on campaign trails. Um, I've had sitting congressmen come on my show. You can't just dismiss me as some crazy, dangerous black guy when I'm, you know, I'm, you know, with, I'm with kids and a show that people watch, and it's a little bit harder. You know, where are you gonna find nothing, man? I don't go out partying. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not Travis Scott. You know, <laughs> I don't have kids dying at my concerts. So um, I figured, like, I was in a position to make a difference, bro. That's all I'm trying to do. Uh, I, I'm advocating for black people. I want the left to to adopt black policies that help black people because we've been fucked over for way too long. And the, and the catch is black people need to stick to this because without us, the Democrats never win, brother. They will never win another election. If black people stop voting for Democrats, they will always fucking lose, Lance, because white people, the majority of white people in America, they vote Republican. Don't listen to SNL. Most most white people in America vote for, for a lot of reasons, but <laughs> yeah, but they do. That's what they no, do. No, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, no, no so I was I was saying that in relation to don't watch SNL, but yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> t- 
to your original okay. point, though, like I think you're totally correct because, like, if I you know uh, talk to or listen to conservatives, they'll tell you that like Jim Crow was a really long time ago. So why are you still talking about it? And then I usually bring up that statistic. I was like, it's not like these things happen in a vacuum. It doesn't just happen at one point and not have a ripple effect through generations. Like, like you mentioned, I think the median wealth of a black family is seventeen thousand, and of a white family is one hundred seventy thousand, and that has everything to do with home ownership. Because again, like you were mentioning, redlining and everything. Like, how well, do you that's counting, that's counting the family car. Your, yeah. your statistic counts the family car, so which is a depreciating asset. So once you take the car out, then we're really fucked. Good thing we like nice cars. <laughs> um, so one thing you are doing with your platform that I think is really, really great is that you're also involving yourself in politics, and you got really involved with the Nina Turner uh, recent campaign. I wanted to ask you what that was like, uh, what's Nina Turner like, because I'm a huge fan, and also what did it feel like both, I guess, uh, combining your platform as like uh, you know a, a host with the uh, in real life uh, like political campaign. Well, first of all, man, Nina Turner. I'm biased because Nina Turner was one of the first notable people that ever came on my show, and um, she didn't have to do that. This was like 2015, bro. So then I met her in person because she came on virtually. Then I met her in person at the People's Summit, um, like in 2016 or 2017. And um, I went down to Ohio. And not just me, bro. I took my entire family. I took my wife. I took my kids. I took my youngest son, 12. My oldest son is 22. We went down and we tried our best to get her into Congress. Like, we did everything we could do. Um, And I'm still upset about it. And I will admit, I was overly upset about it. Because I looked at who she was running against. Yeah. And this woman is Hillary Clinton. Like, She's Hillary Clinton with a tan and a little bit younger, you know? Her idea of her idea of promoting black issues was to rap. She literally put out rap songs. Talk to me. Upside down. Come on, let's take that frying upside down. Come on, everybody get down. We're gonna get it. You know, and I'm like, what the what's this gotta do with like healthcare? What's this gotta do with reparations? Who gives a shit if you got if you got bars, son? <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so, but she was able to win because she got all this money. And then, and I hate to say it, I got to go back to it. I got fuckers like Jimmy doing stuff tomorrow, shitting on Nina Turner while I'm promoting her. So I took that personal, like, dude, she's running against fucking Hillary. I know she didn't come on your show in a long time. I know you're upset about that. But Ohio was really fucked up, bro. In Ohio, if you're white and got money, and if you're black and you don't have money, the life expectancy is 20 years difference. Wow. Like, this is real shit. There are people in Ohio suffering beyond suffering. Ohio is where Tamir Rice, the 12-year-old boy, was shot in the head in two seconds for having a pellet gun in a state you can open carry. They let it sink in for my Kyle Rittenhouse supporters. In an open curry state, a 12-year-old kid was shot in two seconds, and the cops did not go to jail. In fact, one of the cops is still a cop, and he was 12. So when I, so when I bring up these issues, so anyway, that was Ohio. Um, Nina Turner's amazing. She's amazing. She's powerful. She's intelligent. She's a professor. People don't talk about that enough. She's a history professor. She took she taught black studies in college there. Um, so she is amazing. In fact, I just talked to her yesterday. Um, um, I, we did a segment for the young for TYT's conversation, which is a channel 
on the Young Turks, but it's not it's not their major flagship. It's just you know. I, I like how you have to say that though, because so many people were like you know trying to go after Nina for being on TYT, like oh sellout. She went from being a politician to being like a TYT, like you know corporate Democrat stooge or whatever. Right. And I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Like it's a platform now. Now she's got a larger platform to talk about these issues, right? It's just kind of the way I saw it. Yeah, I, you know. Okay, if people. I understand people people are upset about that. This is all I can tell you. Nina Turner and her group, they invited me on, okay? No one told me what we could talk about. No one said what we could say. What I told her is exactly, it's sort of what I told you, but you allowed me to go off. She didn't, you know? <laughs> but it's the same topics, though. So it was no, like, there was no guardrails, don't talk about this, kiss Jenks' ass. It never came up. Yeah, My thing enough. is, if the, but if you still have a problem with her being there, at least have a problem with Jimmy. He worked there for a decade. Like, so don't be so fucking hypocritical. Jimmy worked for TYT for 10 fucking years. And he's your God and Savior. Nina Turner worked for TYT as a, a, you know, for what, six months? And now she's the devil? Okay, so which one of these things are similar and which are different? So the people, the people that are complaining about Nina don't have a problem with Jimmy working there for a decade, but they got a problem with Nina. So, so my thing is like, once again, you, you don't have to like Nina. I like Nina. You don't have to like her. I'm sure there's other things you like, like Brussels sprouts. I don't care for them. <laughs> Fine. Doesn't make me the devil. The difference is it's about policy. When it was an opportunity to get someone who we all consider progressive as a movement, that's what I thought. I thought we considered her progressive. We supported her. One of the few people that we thought recurring in the message and you mean to tell me for small differences you shit on her and not only shit on her you undermine her candidacy yeah you i can't remember people, what jimmy's wife said didn't she tweet out like i would never support like a democrat said, i'm not I, giving her my hard earned yeah money. that's right yeah, yeah yeah like what the that hell pissed me off to no end i'm yeah, like what too. the fuck yeah yeah and brianna joy gray was saying similar what brianna joy gray said was similar shit like uh I want to make sure I get it right. She said, you know, what difference does it make? You know, if Nina goes to Congress, really, what difference does it make? We don't have enough people to make a change. Because she was helping Nick Brana. So she's like, so I don't see. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we lost our, our Zoom connection. That was like a fascinating conversation. Just cut out in the middle and Zoom's like, no more. No more. <laughs> Uh, how bad does my sound sound? I, I assume it's absolutely terrible. I see it like it's so loud. Okay, let me turn it down. Here, is this better? This must sound a little bit better. Maybe it's less distorted now. Uh, it's fine. You're just scuffed. Yeah, I know. I know. It's scuffed. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, brother. What's going on? <laughs> Apparently, we have a, a time limit. So we went 40 minutes last time. So we got 40 minutes this time. But uh, <laughs> That's the uh, joy. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, I appreciate you taking all the time, by the way. I know you're very busy. Um, can can I rewind right back to talking about Nina Turner and just sure, uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah just because I want to finish on those thoughts before moving on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the final thing being Nina uh, unfortunately lost that election to uh, Hillary Clinton, like you said, and then uh, moving on from there. I, well, I wanted to ask, like, do you what what does the future hold for both you politically? Like, are you going to work on other campaigns in the same way you helped out Nina? And is Nina going to re-enter politics anytime in the future? And if you're not allowed to talk about that, just say shut the fuck up, Lance. Uh, we can't mention that yet. 
Okay, shut the fuck up, Lance. We could <laughs> That was I had to go for it. Nah, um, bruh, um, I don't know what her plans are in the future. Um, but as far as and, and, and I, of course I would like I think that she has a lot to offer. Um, and we really hope that she, you know, does something else or she goes after it. That was a special election, so it wasn't a real, you know, a lot of people didn't come out. The turnout was down. So yeah. there's a lot of factors in that. Um, hopefully she'll, you know, we'll be able to help her out next time. And, uh, I'll be pushing reparations for, and we'll get black people energized and pumped up. Cause I know, I know Chantel ain't going to talk about reparations or a black agenda. She's just going to run from that. So, um, and as, as for me, man, um, if a candidate supports, you know, reparations and a black agenda and a lot of other good shit like Medicare for all and erase student debt and clean water, all the other shit, all the other shit we all care about. I'm with it. But if they don't, I ain't got time. I mean, we're busy, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you like, do you think there's a big reason why you don't see mainstream politicians, even progressive ones often mention reparations? Cause that doesn't seem to be a big talking point. Uh, like, you know, I will hear Bernie Sanders say that is it's the right thing to do, but not that like, this is going to be at the forefront of our agenda or anything like that. Cause I guess it's just not popular amongst average Americans. I don't know. Maybe you can answer that question. Yeah, man. Um, well, and last time I heard Bernie talk about it, he wouldn't, he wasn't saying anything positive. He, he said it wasn't going to happen, you know. And at the time, I I looked at it like maybe he was thinking politically, and I and maybe later I thought maybe he would change. And then I'm hearing stuff that that's not true. It's just it's just his stance is he's not going to touch. It's like a third rail for politicians, but it's very popular in the black community for obvious reasons because we know what we're up against financially. Um, and uh, I, I think that the Democrats feel they don't have to offer us shit to get our vote. Because we got a bunch of racists over there, so that's it's like a they hit us with the hey look you got you got to go with us we got nobody else like you can't these guys hate you they're racist you can't go with them you're stuck with us come on come on home and so so black people keep doing that and what I'm saying is we can't let that control us like I I don't see much difference between Trump and Clinton okay. Um, and I don't see much, not enough difference where I would be so afraid that I'm going to give Clinton my vote without asking anything of Clinton. I mean, Clinton and Biden gave us that fucked up uh, th- crime bill. They threw a lot of black men in jail, which made it so we can't go to school, which made it so we stay in the ghettos. I mean, it's a, it has a snowball's effect. If you mass incarcerate people, they get a record, then they can't get jobs. Then they also can't vote. So it's a snowball situation. So um, I, I just think it's, we haven't made them pay a price. Politicians do what you make them do, and you have to punish them when they don't. And that's, that's why they don't offer it, because I guess they think they don't have to. They got Jim Clyburn. I am the most progressive. I'm the most progressive person in the world. I'm so progressive. I am progressive. I'm the most progressive. I've been progressive. I met my wife in jail. I could go to jail tomorrow. And I'm still be the most progressive person ever in Congress. Ever. You stop soaking near it. Defund the police. Defund my ass. Come to my house and eat some cookout food. You know, that's, you know, but nothing for black people. Just fear and talking down and being an asshole. That's all he does. And we got to end it. And, and Kamala Harris is not doing anything for black people either. So, Look, I don't care what color the politician is. I care that the policies help black people. That's it. Yeah. 
What do you think uh, is going to be the turnout for the twenty two uh, two thousand twenty two midterms? Like you know, from from my vantage point, it looks terrible. I don't know if you have a better perspective. It's going to be terrible for the Democrats. Yeah, like Republicans are pumped up, man. They're they're sitting back watching Kyle Rittenhouse. Just wait, like, oh man, they wish I could vote tomorrow, man. I vote <laughs> go, go, you know, go, Brandon, go, whatever the hell. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they they're excited, they're in, you know, they're invigorated. And uh, Democrats are just like, is Joe awake? Like, someone give him some smelling salts. What's he doing? Yeah, no does shit. he have a vice president? I don't know. Is she? Does she work there? She go home on the? Does she? Is she in the country? I don't know what she's doing. And what is he doing? Like and and and, and so uh Democrats they look like they're gonna stink it up in twenty twenty two. And it looks like if they don't do something radical, there goes twenty twenty four. Which is like terrible because like there are things Joe Biden could do, right? Like he could pardon uh nonviolent drug uh crimes, right? Release a whole bunch of people from jail. That would be great. Um uh, what about uh, forgiving student debt, for example? That would also that. like be a big yeah. relief to a lot of Americans, especially I've read like black Americans uh would uh probably benefit the most from having like student debt relief of of yeah, any other yeah. group uh yeah, you know sometimes you know sometimes lance that's overstated overstated you know there are a lot of like first of all most americans don't go to college so yeah. they won't be impacted you know but you know other people that go you know and then people that go don't always finish okay so like we got so like a lot of people use that like this will be good for you it's like you know i ask people what they want mm -hmm. you know you know so when they they they, they lie on these surveys. This is how they lie on the polls. Okay. They don't say, hey, what do you want? And you say, I want cheeseburgers. <laughs> or I want pizza. They say, here's what we got. We got Medicare for all. Do you, you know, suit loan, uh, walk, you know, save the whales. Like they give you the list of what they say is possible. And then you choose, okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. But if people got to write in what they wanted, Everybody in America will write in money. Every fucking person will write in money. We're in a pandemic. And Joe Biden came in and said, we'll give you $2,000. And then he changed it to $1,400. That's the type of thing that sticks with people, particularly people who are living paycheck to paycheck. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but to your point, to your point, yes, for those people that are drowning in student loan debt, and it's not just young people, there are older people who are, um, who are getting their Social Security withheld because they owe student debt. That's how horrible our, our system is. People 65 and under, over, still trying to pay our student loan bills. Like, it's, it's corrupt as fuck is what it is. So, so, yeah, I support that. But you're right. You're right, Joe Biden could do this. He could change this. He could, he could, he could save the Democrats. But he's got donors He's got those donors looking at him. He's got the lobbyists looking at him. And, and frankly, I don't think it's in the cards. I don't think they want it. Okay, he, has, well, he doesn't have the will. Speaking of money, then, I, I'd like to know, how do you see reparations working? Like, how, how do you see reparations being enacted in the United States, both successfully, and then how does it get distributed? The same, well, I see it enacted by taking this that goddamn pen <laughs> and signing it, just like he signed the war effort. Just like he signed the drones, just like he signs the Space Force. Who the fuck needs sp Space Force? Like, we really need we really need all that technology in the sky? No, we don't. So that's how we do it. The same way we don't ask questions or we don't get an answer about why we keep on building all these bombs and why we're buying all this aircraft. Why, you know, 
you know, that's the way I look at it. Um, there's a saying, if you want to turn a progressive into a into a math major, just ask them about reparations. Talk to them about reparations. And all of a sudden, they become an accountant. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, hold on a second. You know, we got to talk about this. Medicare for all, they're all good for. Uh, whatever it costs, it's worth it. You know, we got to save grandpa and grandma. People are dying from curable diseases. It's no Money's no matter. And then when I say reparations, they go, well, hold on a second here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got we to talk about this. Have a seat. Let's discuss this. Curry the one times the two. Oh, shit. Too much money. So, but, but to your point, cut the check. But also, we can do land grants. Cash in some of these fucking parks that no one's going to. Um, get rid of a couple of golf courses. Those are things you could do. Some of the land that was taken from us by uh, by the U.S. government because they kicked us off land that we did have. In fact, we have less land now than we had right after slavery. Ain't wow. that a bitch? Um, what about also, taking some of Bill Gates' land too? Hey, take take do what you got to do. Seize control. <laughs> they won't pay taxes. Take their land. But but you know, there's other things you could do. This you know, some people talk about uh, baby bonds. I don't know how much that works, but every little bit counts i don't i don't think all of it because it's in the trillions of dollars i don't think all of this and one of the numbers is 17 trillion i would check out william dr william sandy darity uh dr kirsten mullins as resources on this i am still a lay person learning um check out the reset race podcast shout out to those guys i've learned a lot from those guys um yvette cardell um, is another uh, uh, proponent of this. ADOS is her organization. So, uh, uh, Doctor Sandy, uh, Doctor Derek Hamilton, he came on my show to discuss this. So, uh, I lean, I lean on the expertise of others who have been dedicating their lives to this shit. Who am I? Just I'm just a big mouth guy on the internet talking, uh, who's passionate. But there are multiple ways. In D.C., Mayor Marion Burry, you may have heard of him. He's the guy they call the crack mayor because he got caught smoking crack in a hotel with a, with a woman. Um, but he did something that was great, which was he made 30% of government contracts in D.C. go to black small businesses. It didn't cost the government anything. He just said, okay, 30, D.C. at the time was 70, 70% black. He said, well, 30% of the small business contracts that we give out every year for people to do shit with printers and computer maintenance, we're going to give that to black small businesses. Didn't, didn't have to spend any money. Money that was already going to be spent. It's just the way they spent the money. Right now, 2%, only 2% of cable advertising goes to black media. Meanwhile, black people consume more media than any other group in America. So really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, so black people, they love putting this in the shows. They know we're the main watchers of your Netflix, the main watchers of all this shit. But when it comes time to advertise, where do they go? They don't go to us. They don't come to the Tim Black show. You got a better chance, Lance. You're the press, Lance. You got a better chance of getting sponsored. But no, no, no. But seriously, though, I mean, this is all factual stuff. You can look it up, man. It's, it's the 2% rule. The rule is... Black people can't do better than 2% in any category. It's hard to find a category that we're doing two, better than 2% in, whether it be engineers, and, uh, other professional industries, high-skilled professional jobs, less than 2% of that workforce, less than 2% of uh, filmmakers. We hear a lot about Tyler Perry and these black filmmakers. Motherfucker, we're only 2% of filmmakers. How'd that happen? So when I talk about this institutional racism, this is what I'm talking about. No NFL owner is black. None. We got the Black News Channel right now. Did you know the Black News Channel is not even owned by a black person? 
BET, not owned by a black person. It's called Black Entertainment Television, owned by a white guy. Who knew? Like, it's over and over. And all I'm saying is, if you don't own shit, you stay poor. And all I'm saying is, everyone deserves the right to be able to get their kids something. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. All right, one of the last things I want to talk to you about is probably going to be the most controversial but uh, I've seen what? you be doing a lot of reporting on this. Two major trials going on right now in the United States. Obviously, uh, very, very polarizing, splitting the whole country uh, down, I would say, like a line down the middle, uh, whether it's the Kyle Rittenhouse case or the Ahmaud Aubrey case. How have you managed to navigate that? Because you've been very clear and consistent with it, and you have obviously been taking a lot of like heat and fire for it, too, online, I've been seeing. Well... I don't navigate it, brother. That's that's my motto. That's what's so beautiful about it. I I streamline my process. I say what I I think something, then I say it. <laughs> like I like I don't care. Like no one has to agree with me. But my job is to advocate for what I believe. I do my research. Kyle Rittenhouse, take him for instance. I fought Kyle Rittenhouse's mom almost as much as I fought him. I have a 12-year-old and I have a 22-year-old, and I would never take him to a protest that was violent a couple days ago with a gun and drop him off. I might go with him. My son is 22, and I wouldn't drop him off. I might go. We might go together, but I would never drop him off in a place like that and tell him to go clean up graffiti or whatever the fuck. And who needs a gun to clean up graffiti? Who needs a gun to be an EMT? Like, these are basics, okay? Um... Uh, my fear, my fear with, uh, with with Rittenhouse is that he will walk with nothing. That's highly likely. But my job is not to pick the winner. This ain't football. Yeah. This ain't a basketball game. My job is to say, okay, how does this impact the black community? If if Kyle Rittenhouse if Kyle Rittenhouse walk, walks away with no charges. To me, it emboldens a lot of assholes who will show up at Black Lives Matter rallies with guns to police. We got enough good old boys trying to police. That's what he was doing, trying to pay, play cop about people setting dumpsters on fire. Who who the fuck asked him to be dumpster patrol? Okay? Uh, most of the businesses had boarded up their businesses and taken their vehicles and taken their valuables away because they had been through this before. And who needs you? What are you? When, when, who deputized Kyle Rittenhouse to go play cop? No one. There are, there are so many cases I can tell you where there's been a black person, Ahmaud Arbery, you look at this story, and I say, if you support Kyle but you don't support Ahmaud Arbery, I got no time for you. This guy was trying to defend himself. He just didn't have a gun. He tried to run away, and these guys killed him in broad daylight. Chased him down. Chased him down. That's what they said they did to Kyle. But my thing with Kyle is, after the interaction with Rosenbaum, the first guy, Lance, everything else was because of what he did. You know, he shot a guy four times. If you're there and you hear someone get shot and you see a guy running with a gun, some people chased him. They didn't chase him just because his name was Kyle he had on a cool hat. They chased him because he just shot a guy four times. And he's an EMT and he didn't stop to help him after he shot him. And the guy was unarmed when he shot him. So... People want to justify because they don't like Rosenbaum as a person. You don't know Rosenbaum as a person. 
I don't. I'm, I'm, these people that are digging into his background, um, he has uh, sex offender charges that go back twenty years. Yeah, I mean, he could be a terrible person, but that doesn't matter. Like you know, Rittenhouse wouldn't know any of that. And not only that, who the fuck is Rittenhouse? Look, look. If you go to jail for something, we are over police state. We lock up people for all types of shit in America. You go to jail and the cop and they let you out unless you break out. If you go to jail, they let you out. You've done your time. A, a person should not be able to shoot you in the middle of the street because you went to jail. Or what's the purpose of letting people out if you get to kill them and make an excuse because they had a record? That's that's not good enough. They did the same thing with the guy with a skateboard. The guy with the skateboard is trying to stop a guy who just killed the guy. That's all he knows. He killed a guy and ran away. I'm trying to stop him with my skateboard. That guy's a fucking hero. I don't care what he did last week or 10 years ago. What he saw was maybe an opportunity to redeem himself. Instead of you supporting that, you're championing for Kyle because why? Why do you champion for Kyle? Why is people boosting up Kyle? What is it about Kyle? Oh, I don't know. Maybe he reminds them of themselves or he reminds them of their sons or their nephews or their grandchildren. I don't know. But Kyle was the only person that shot somebody that day. And he shot three somebodies. And the last guy... Gross cursed, who he say, say, oh, he shot him because he had a gun. He had that gun the whole time. He could have shot Kyle if he wanted to. <clears throat> when Kyle was running, he could have stopped and shot Kyle in the back. He did not shoot Kyle. He could have. To me, that says that Kyle was the aggressor because Kyle is the one who shot him. In my opinion, he only pulled his gun because Kyle had just shot Hubert two times right in front of him. So and then he cocked, yeah. So that's, well, I, that's say, how I, look at it. I I totally agree with you. Probably that, that that's going to be the outcome of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. What is your prediction for the Ahmad Arbery trial? Do you think that one is uh, going to see a conviction, brother? I would like to say I feel good about it. The lawyers right now are such assholes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this the lawyers in the lawyers in the Rittenhouse case. Those are professionals. They know what they're doing. We got lawyers in the Ahmad Arbery case sitting here it's like romper room these are these kids these guys are the the junior varsity team these guys are little league and the pros are playing at the rittenhouse they're complaining because jesse jackson came to the courthouse who gives a shit yeah who cares like the jury they should not they're gonna go in the back they're not going to be see with Jesse standing over. Jesse's 80 years old, and he's suffering from Parkinson's, and he just got over COVID-19. He's not scaring anyone, okay? Um, I would like to say that Ahmaud Arbery, his killers, the McMichaels and the Bryant, and don't sleep on Bryant just because he didn't pull the trigger. If it wasn't for him driving his fucking pickup truck and blocking in Ahmad, who he hit with his truck, then this never happens. The only reason why they caught up to him is because Ahmad was blocked in by this William Bryan asshole, the next door neighbor. So a lot of people leave him out because he wasn't the trigger guy. I would like to say they're going to go to jail. I can't guarantee it because sometimes America does crazy shit. I mean, that's got to be the truest statement ever. (laughs) Sometimes America does crazy shit. (laughs) That should should be the motto for the country. (laughs) It is. It's sad, man. It's sad. And, uh, you know, um, I, I just want to underscore, brother, I, I don't feel good about either case. I wish neither one of them, neither one yeah, of them should have never happened. So avoidable. So fucking avoidable, man. Unnecessary. Totally.
Yeah. Um, what's next for Tim Black? What's what, what do you have on the horizon? What's your next projects? What, what, what do you got building? <laughs> well, brother, um, well, what shit? At eight o'clock, I do a pause with Tim Black show on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch. And uh, we'll talk about a bunch of shit. I don't even know what I'm talking about today, but it'll it'll be something relevant. Uh, <clears throat> then we got a call-in show on Friday. Excuse me. <clears throat> we got a call-in show on Friday. Um, just trying to put out good content, man, to stay respectable like you, Lance. Put out quality content and uh, inform the world and try to save the world at the same time without boring them to death. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, and people can find you at youtube.com slash TBTV, right? Uh, Tim's Take Live, or look up Tim Black. You'll see me. You'll see a ball-headed guy um, who's talking loud with a mic, and you'll know that's me. Um, also, uh, go to join. Go to Tim Black Pause for the podcast. I highly recommend it. Uh, Tim, honestly, I can't thank you enough. This was like an absolute pleasure to finally talk to you. It was, uh, hey man, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been cool, Lance. I appreciate it. All right. Take it easy, Tim. Go Ramses. <laughs> <laughs> thank you brother alright bye Thanks. hey everybody that was fucking awesome uh, finally had Tim Black on the show sorry I didn't get to all the questions I tried to to get to the ones that uh, Political Puppy uh, found but uh, yeah that was that was an absolute blast um, please everyone if you're still watching this if you haven't already go follow Tim Black go subscribe to Tim Black go uh, get onto the Tim Black uh, podcast and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, my mod's already saying we need to replace Lance with Tim Black. I knew this would happen. Every time I bring on a good guest, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we're room. done with Lance. We're done." So you've just been listening to an episode of the Surf Times, and if you enjoy it and want to see the Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also, everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv. You'll find us there. Twitter.com/slash/thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help, and yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we will build a ladder to heaven to deliver you the daily news. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are your most humble of clownish jesters. To our lords, Trevor R. and Alexander Thaler, you have our undying fealty. To our knights of the round table, Nate, that one guy, Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariana McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Ants are still running the world, Coulter Smith, Tom Grow, Val 9000, Jenna Tal, Quiet 185, Anna Loves Riley, Riley and Anna, Omni, Poodlehawk. The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Janis, Lemmy 101, Anthropophojack, Saren 42, Chronic to Hemphog, Catherine, Radical Maniac, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Violent Orchard, Sophie Baby, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Josh Mickelson, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajanus. We shall meet you in the tavern, and we raise a drink, and we salute you. 